0: Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, this week featuring the powerhouse pairing of Deputy Editor Tim Burke and Reporter Shantae Behitegay. How are you both this week? I'm doing good. Great,
1: thank you. What an introduction.
0: (laughs) Uh, I always like to big up my guests. I was about uh, to say the introductions are always the best bit on these, but then that
1: is yeah, really that yeah. is
0: really downplaying the hard work that goes into the next ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, it's, it's all downhill from here. So uh, not <laughs> not to put you on the spot, but you you have been now uh, working together for a few weeks. So so how is it going so far? Shante, how are you Thank finding you. it?
1: I'm loving it I'm absolutely loving it it's so much fun coming into the office we're a really tight-knit team everybody's so knowledgeable and so lovely and we have a great time I'm really loving it if the month has flown by every time someone asks me how long have you been there and I say a month I can't believe it because it feels like it's just happened in the blink of an eye
2: you wrote you read that script out brilliantly thank you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh and after that, you know, very happy-go-lucky uh, start, uh, not to bring the mood down, um, but Tim, things are starting to look a little bit bleak out there.
2: Yeah, they are. They have been for a while, um, but there's sort of more um, more to add to that downbeat mood music this week. So um, <laughs> we we opened this week's magazine with a piece that looks at a new note that, landed in my inbox with a metaphorical thud 260 plus pages from uh, kieran lee and tom horn who are two of the real estate equity analysts at um at the city offices of berenberg which is a, a german investment bank and they put out a, a absolutely sprawling but fascinating paper that looks at basically the outlook for every uk listed um real estate investment trust in the likelihood of a recession hitting in q4 and it's not it's not all bad news they talk a lot about how the fundamentals of the markets will will um will hopefully see it reasonably well placed to to weather the storm ultimately but in the near term um there's going to be there's going to be some pain um for reasons that we've we've discussed um we've discussed on this podcast uh for several weeks now but inflation um rising costs for borrowing delays to development possible slowdowns in the investment market so the the berenberg guys say that if you haven't sold an unwanted asset by this point you're you're probably going to have missed the boat for the foreseeable and it's basically a sort of long laundry list of of all the woes that um that listed real estate is going to be facing over the um over the, the the coming months and we've had such we've had such downbeat predictions from other banks over mm. over just how bad the, the economy is going to get. I mean, Goldman Sachs are now saying inflation could hit twenty two percent in the UK um, within a, within a pretty short period. That it's it's got a bit tough to find any glimmers of hope at the moment. And you know me, I'm I'm always looking for them. <laughs>
0: um, and I imagine that the uh, race for the Tory leadership is not necessarily the place to find uh, those <laughs> glimmers of hope, Tim. <laughs> Um, no, we've.
2: Um, I mean, look. Where, hang on. Where where are we? It's Sunday today. I'm always very good at this. It's Sunday today, so tomorrow we should know. We should know the outcome of that race. I feel like everyone has has now accepted it will be Liz Truss, and of course, if it if it's not, we all now look very silly. But certainly, real estate executives that that we've been speaking to um, have have taken Truss's uh, triumph as a given. Um, and honestly, the, the the sentiment out there again, it feels it feels pretty downbeat. A lot of people have just been sick of uh, the spectacle of infighting within the Conservative Party, and also pretty depressed by a, a seeming um, lack of policy that will have any impact on on the real estate sector. So when we asked when we asked uh, real estate leaders what they want the next government and next prime minister's priorities to be for the industry. It was a long list of, of issues that uh, have been talked about for so long, and yet still haven't been addressed. So a planning a planning system that is is seen as unfit for purpose by many, um, a housing crisis that we're that we're no nearer to solving, and hope that levelling up doesn't get completely ditched. Um, through whatever reshuffle comes and through whatever new policies and priorities get announced. So, no, there's not there's not a lot of hope there either. I'm sorry. I'm not bringing you much cheer.
0: (laughs) I guess I guess a major part of the problem is that uh, trust or or if it does happen soon, will basically be immediately hitting the ground running on an election campaign um, for, you know, a year or two down the line, uh, which means that what policies are actually needed will take uh, second place to vote-winning policies.
2: I think that I think that is a real fear. There are there probably are not many votes to be won in um, looking as though you're uh, reaching out to support um, real estate owners who quite often by the government are portrayed as sort of fat cats anyway. So no, I would say that's that's a pretty that's a pretty real concern for a lot of um, a lot of a lot of people in the industry.
0: And uh, to return to um, your 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 lead piece this week, you mentioned how uh, anyone uh, wanting to unload unwanted assets may have missed the boat. Uh, so, with impeccable timing, uh, Jacob <laughs> Rees-Mogg uh, has seemingly given up on forcing civil servants back to the office and is instead talking about selling off lots of government offices in the capital.
2: Yep, yeah, he he put out. Um... He put out the, the new government property strategy this week. Uh, he's earmarked, well, it's not quite true to say he's earmarked properties because there's no detail on what properties he'd be looking to sell. But um, the paper estimates that the government could raise £1.5 billion from ditching offices in the capital as civil service jobs get moved into the regions. That, within the scheme of the the, the whole public estate it's not a huge amount I've seen estimates that put it at literally about one percent of the entire estate but it would be it would be pretty sizable um in terms of in terms of the government's focus on London if if those were to happen but as the Berenberg guys say you uh, may have missed the boat already (laughs)
0: um okay so that's enough misery from Tim ruining everybody's Sunday morning so Shantae, can we turn to you uh, to brighten our spirits a little bit, um, perhaps uh, with the latest on demand for grade A office space in London?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we've seen an uptake in demand for grade A office space in London, um, which I suppose has a bit of a downside depending on who you, who you are and what way you're looking at it, um, as rent incentives are sort of being cut as a result. Um, but we've seen a significant demand for grade A office space with everyone sort of saying the same thing that particularly in the West End, as always, there's a significant demand. And as a result, landlords are cutting rent-free incentives, where in recent years we've seen an uptake in the number of free incentives offered. Um, the latest central London London net effective rents monitor figures uh, for Q2 from Carter-Jonas sort of support that thesis. So um, they've been tracking rents across the 22 sub-markets in central London, um, which have kind of been quite static over the last year. They've only risen by about 0.2%. Um, but the sort of main driving force behind that was the Mayfair and St. James's submarket, So that's what's been obviously pushing, pushing the rents up um, across London. So less incentives is sort of leading to an increase in net effective rents for grade A space. So on average, they've risen by, I think it's about 5.5% over the past year, um, assuming five-year lease, and by 3%, assuming a 10-year lease. So it's quite a significant increase um and yeah the reason for this shift is that we're sort of seeing a move away from the low quality space with the poor environmental credentials to um yeah to obviously high quality spaces and then also a a lower supply of high quality energy efficient spaces so particularly in the west end that's that's a bit of a struggle so it's all about supply and demand as always um so yeah prime prime net effective Rental levels will be strongest in the West End, where there's high demand and low supply. Um, yeah, but it's slightly different. The outlooks slightly different for different submarkets. and the city of London might see an uptake in in their rents as a result with people moving from the West End mm. to um to the City of London to look for office spaces where the market's just too crazy in the West End. Do we
0: know? Uh, much yet about how much of the government's possible space c- could be grade A, or or, or or the likelihood that it is going to be sort of sub grade A and not not too much in demand. That's a good that's a good question. The last um,
2: we reported recently on some Savills analysis on this, and and they were yeah. saying that um, again, sort of based on job moves that had been that had been confirmed so far, the the stock that was likely to come back to the market in London was was what they'd call secondary space so it's it's not going to be the best it's probably going to be difficult mm. to find new tenants for without it being done up i don't think i don't think there are many government departments that are that are boasting of grade a top of the line office space no, i fear that i
0: not. mean yeah grade a and the government are not phrases that necessarily go <laughs> <ahead and> out in <laughs> um, and uh, whilst we're sort of clutching for silver linings and, and happy news, we 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 talked with a last week about how uh, some real estate firms are starting to announce uh, their plans to to provide aid to staff uh, as the soaring energy costs really start to bite this winter, and, and that has has continued this week, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, we've seen we've seen a few names. Um putting out um, what I'm sure are very welcome uh, initiatives mm. for, for workers. Um, uh, Granger, probably one of the biggest headline numbers, so any any member of staff there will receive a uh, £1,000 bonus this winter to to, um, to help with rising costs. But um, other companies, Ringley Group, um, Moda, the, the BTR operator, um, uh, and others have, have put similar steps in place. I mean, as I say, some of these figures look so bad at the moment about just how tough things are, are, are going to get that um it's difficult to know how far e- e- even quite a generous um gesture will will go. Mm. but um but nonetheless, like it's it, it's it's great to see it's great to see companies um it's great to see companies uh, you know who who care about the well-being of their staff enough to to um to make those to make those kind of uh, efforts to help them through what what is almost certainly going to be a a pretty tough period ahead until until the economy um sort of gets back on its feet
0: Mm. and sort of beyond individuals you know when you look at sort of businesses and anyone in the retail and leisure sort of sphere uh, coming so close after covid and all the problems with rent and that that had I, i imagine there'll be lots of Commercial tenants out there who are almost faced with a, a choice of whether to pay their energy bill or pay their rent this winter.
2: Yeah I think you're I, I I think you're right I think that'll yeah it'll be a tough um there will be some tough decisions to be made you're right across companies or well, probably large and small.
0: Yeah so it's going to force a second raft of negotiations no doubt between landlords and tenants um
2: I bet. and yeah. Um, Frankie this is cheery isn't it?
0: It is cheery it's plenty, plenty to keep us <laughs> Busy with um, over the the cold months ahead, uh, but uh, uh, since we've covered most of the week's big stories, uh, should, we, should we should we brighten things up towards the end of this podcast by by skipping the quiz this week and, and revisiting another EGLSM tradition when we have Tim on uh, by asking <laughs> uh, by asking for for some weekend listening recommendations. Now I, I know Tim that you very much. Uh, choose these things in the moment. So I'm not going to hold you to what you're going to be listening to uh, this Sunday afternoon and, and evening. But, but uh, I know you're a, a voracious uh, purchaser of music. So what are some of the uh, recent acquisitions that are, are most floating your boat?
2: I like your use of voracious. That was brilliant. Um, I am.
0: I, I is, am it, is, currently... is, that, is that the kind of word your wife uses to describe your your habit? Yes, it is. Actually, at the
2: moment, we're, we're having work done in the house. So I've had to take all the CDs I've bought recently out of my IKEA shelving and stack them up <laughs> in the living room. And it honestly, it looks embarrassing. It's outrageous. They, I, they need to be put away so that no one else in the house can see them as quickly as possible. Um, I have been I have been obsessed over the last week or so with the new Lupe Fiasco album, Drill Music in Zion, which is absolutely awesome. And so I reckon I'll just be playing that. Um, Repeatedly over this coming weekend as well. I've had it on nonstop in the house and in the car, and all I keep doing is pausing it and repeating lyrics that I think are brilliant to my wife. <laughs> and then she looks at me blankly, and I go, "Isn't that amazing? Do you understand like what he's saying? Do you get what that? Do you see how clever that line is?" And then she ignores me, and then I just press play again and listen to it a bit more. Do
0: you Everyone's do that with your? Do you do that with your own articles? Do you, do you read bits of those
1: out and get, <laughs> and get a
0: similar response? <laughs> Yes very much so. <laughs> uh, and Shante, uh, we've never had the opportunity to ask you before so what, what makes what would be a good uh, Sunday afternoon uh, listen for you what kind of stuff are you into?
1: Oh that's a good question I normally do music on the way into work that's my mm. kind of commute time is music but weekends is probably a podcast so I would say either Dax Shepherd's armchair um armchair expert or elizabeth day's how to fail that's a good one that's a classic um she always had has good guests on there but yeah i think sunday sunday afternoons are good for a podcast it's a good time to just sit down have a cup of tea listen to a podcast switch off go for a nice walk perhaps there you go tim Hello. it's a dif- different nice generation
0: isn't it I would, almost, I would almost
2: guarantee that our <laughs> listeners will gravitate to those podcasts more than lupe fiasco but listen
0: i've tried i've tried we should Maybe we should put a vote out on Twitter, which, which, which is better. Well,
1: Tim, I, I absolutely love your Twitter threads. I have to say they bring me such joy where, you, where you're sharing your love of music. It's oh,
0: wonderful. Mm. Uh, y- you're not alone in that, Shantae. So uh, <laughs> long long may that continue. Uh, great. Uh, so with those recommendations for people to, to search out and listen to uh, this Sunday afternoon, I will... Uh, leave you in peace uh tim and shanta thank you very much for joining us to for a, a a slightly bleak but otherwise you know i think i think <laughs> we kept it kept it kept it upbeat enough just yeah,
1: some glimmers of hope there few, <laughs> a few, few jewels in there
0: uh we'll be back next week uh thank you for listening to eg like sunday morning
1: bmp Parabar real estate is proud to sponsor the rising star award at this year's eg awards In a changing world, we are future-driven to connect you with opportunity and long-term sustainable solutions, driving a bright future for our people. Find out more at realestate.bnpparabar.co.uk.
2: Aldermore are the proud partner of the Future Real Estate Award at this year's EG Awards. Our structured property finance debt solutions could help you realise your ambitions from the ground up. Visit aldermore.co.uk slash real estate for more information. T's and C's apply.